How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? It's going swell. Swell? That's pretty good. As in, I'm swollen. Hmm. That's something, not good. Something <laughs> bit me. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you guess where. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you should go to the hospital if you need it. That's my life advice for, for the podcast tonight. So I just like going to the hospital, dude. I don't know. Just want to yeah. see what they're up to. There's a um there's a there's a YouTube video. I just looked at my audio levels and I know that there's something I'm gonna want to fix later. Whatever. Uh there's a uh a YouTube channel, a guy that makes shorts, and it's like a medic. And it's almost entirely just situations. Uh, to to what extent they're real, I'm not sure. But he says they're all true stories based off of house calls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there are times when people are just like, hey, I just want to go to a place that's near the hospital. Can you pick me up in the ambulance and just take me there? Um, which it seems absurd if you know about the cost of, you know, an ambulance it's ride. so much money. But presumably these people are trying to, like, get out before they're billed. Right. Um, and. You know, naturally, they're like, no, we can't do that. We are an emergency vehicle. And then the guy's like, oh, but my chest just started hurting. And they're like, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty messed up. But there are some miserable people out there. The The clips are very entertaining. Um, Is it a bald and- guy? Yes. Mm-hmm. OK, I might have seen some of his his things here and there. Yeah. Across YouTube. He's one of the he's he's got the algorithm on his side amongst the the shorts creators so it's pretty good nice um impossible to say oh go ahead (laughs) i was was in an ambulance once yeah it was just like uh i had an allergic reaction to something and we we figured like maybe we should actually call the ambulance because i was going into i would say anaphylactic surprise less anaphylactic Mm. shock right but my throat was closing and i was going to stuck up on you um (laughs) yeah out of nowhere <laughs> over the course of 30 minutes but yeah, i had some chinese food that had peanut oil i'm allergic mm, to peanuts yeah um so basically the ambulance came to pick me up and i had no experience with it before um so like okay so like what are we doing um and then like they just like gave me some stuff to like tie me over as we went over yeah. and then they put me in a room blah 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 and then later on because like obviously my I called my mom like, hey, I'm your only kid. Just a heads up. Yeah, you might not have me tomorrow or something. Or like, oh, what yeah. should I do in this situation? And then like we talked about the bill at some point after the fact. I'm like, it's it's like a thousand or like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah. Cause like it went from now you would know where this was on campus, from the mm-hmm. Chinese place in town mm-hmm. to the hospital, which yeah. is like a mile away right and i'm like how are they charging (laughs) yeah like i could have walked there if i had known that that's all they were gonna do or Um, crawled that much like it was insane it's fucking insane yeah no it's it's actually crazy in the in the united states i i have um i haven't had to take an ambulance before but hospital stays um i haven't done that either but my wife has she has lupus and thankfully when that was going on she was double covered through uh insurance Mm -hmm. because she was still on her parents insurance um and also mine and so like it came out to almost nothing for like a three-day hospital stay but that's incredibly fortunate and not at all common amongst you know hospital bills and stuff like that um yeah i understand why people don't want medical attention in general they're like I'm having this pain, and you're like, it doesn't hurt that bad. I don't know. Because uh-huh. people have this fear of things costing too much and it being a, like a financial detriment because they had to go get treated for something. And that's a bad place for the, you know, our society to be where we're like, I don't want to be helped. I'd rather, I'd rather die than have to pay money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one should ever have to basically perform the mental calculus. I think I'm like making background noise. No, one should have to perform the mental calculus of should I leave an inheritance for my children mm-hmm. or have my medical issue taken care of, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's fucking nuts. But yeah, 
uh, there's there are plenty of uh, video essays and exposés and things like that on the medical industry in the United States. We probably don't have to dive too far in there, but it's crazy. And the fact that a lot of people seem to think that it's fine is also crazy. Um, that's it. That's all I had for topics. So, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, let's see what else is going on. Uh, recently been playing a little bit more lethal company. Yeah. It's a good game. Um, not too, too much to add on that, but just, mm-hmm. I've been trying playing with some different groups. Um, occasionally people will ping in the discord server for like, Hey, who wants to do something? And then people kind of pop up. I did play with pubs once or twice. Oh, that's I think I mentioned one of the pubs mm-hmm. it was like this young guy was very friendly and like telling everybody how the game worked and stuff. And then we kicked him. Um, right. Naturally, because you're, you're, like, like... you're a nice person, but we have a friend coming. Um, uh-huh. See you in space. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is a thing where like it feels like the community is pretty laid back and chill. Uh huh. And um, we like we made accidentally made an open lobby the other night, and a bunch of people randomly joined. And I was just saying out loud, like we can just kick them, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> I was oh, like, no, "No, no, nothing against you, friends, but like." Uh-huh. I'd, I'd rather play with my actual people. Right. Um, and then people kept joining the lobby and it got to be like 13 or 14 people. And then oh I think the gosh. game, yeah. the game crashed. Um, <laughs> so we ended up remaking private. Yeah. But those people were very friendly and chill. Like people were just kind of hanging out and memeing, which is nice. Yeah. I think part of that can be attributed to like, it's a exclusively co-op game. Mm-hmm. Like, the closest thing you can do for PvP and Lethal Company is like draw monsters near a friend where a friend is or something like that. You could beat them um, with a shovel. You that is actually very blatant PvP. Uh, you could kill them with a lot. There's actually a lot of ways <laughs> to fight other people and Lethal Company, but it doesn't benefit you. No, not um, no. And it's not even like the type of game where it's like your corpse will distract something. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't happen either. So. Unless you're just being a douchebag, just for douchebaggery's sake. Um, pretty cooperative, I would say. Well, I will say, one of the funniest clips I saw, I feel like I should link it to you if I didn't already. Mm. I think I did. It was of Wubby playing Lethal Company. Okay. We talked about it. I, I haven't seen the clip, but I think you talked. You mentioned the clip. But mention it for, for your listeners. No, I'd rather leave it there. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Google it, everybody. <laughs> so, basically... Uh, Pay Money Wubby is a streamer. Uh, so is Alex. Friend of the show. Um, yeah. eh, not really. Uh, <laughs> well, remember, everyone's a friend of the show. Some of them are special guests. Some of them are actual friends. Yeah. Um, but Alex was new as opposed to like Wubby, who had played a couple times. Um, uh-huh. And there was a landmine. And it was pretty obvious it was a landmine. And she was like, oh, is this something that uh, you can like turn off or we just have to avoid? And he's like, no, you can turn it off. You just have to go up and press E. And then as he's streaming, he just covers his mouth. He doesn't make any laughing noises. Uh And she goes over. She's like, I'm not seeing an E prompt. And then the the bomb goes off. Uh And he's dying. And she's now dead and can't say anything in game. uh, And is very pissed, as you can imagine. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But stuff like that, it's just organic or trolling. It's just, it's been very fun for making those little stories of like and then this happened Mm -hmm. in a similar vein to among us i would say but yeah definitely more fleshed out and less repetitive than among us Mm -hmm. and i think i think the argument i think despite the fact that they're both kind of flavor of the month type games like the appeal for lethal company is somewhat different than among us like you could get into both games if you want to play like just a pickup fast kind of party game with friends but the thing for longevity with Lethal Company is it is very immersive by nature of being frightening um, and having goals that you're trying to accomplish and never being that many steps away from disaster mm-hmm. <laughs> and having it like go to crap so quickly, right? It's almost like we could have an episode just on like experience kind of simulator type games where the point is whatever happens in the gameplay not necessarily something beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. 
where like something that's not an experience type game necessarily could be an MMO where you're like, hey, I've been spending 40 hours this week or 80 hours this week grinding for some drop. None of that is memorable, right? Like none of that is what I'm going for. There's some goal beyond it. But like Sea of Thieves, like if you didn't have fun that night, well, that's kind of a failed night because you start from zero the next time you log in, right? So same with Lethal Company, I think. Yeah, I just, I like team-oriented things where you have to work together. I mean, that is the definition of team things, but, like, there's some other things where it's an option, but not necessarily yeah. mandatory. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've definitely done some, like, everybody's going to be solo running into the dark. Whoever gets back with loot, cool. If not, right. it's fine. It's day two. Um, yeah. But, like, you definitely can see a team come together and actually do things. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we've played together you and I uh, you've been very good about being in the ship and giving people a heads up about what's going on in the facility uh-huh. we played with uh, somebody else in a different group I will drop their first name so I can shit talk them oh Ted if you're listening you fucked us we've seen we've seen the teddy bear from the we've movie seen, yeah. mm-hmm. Seth MacFarlane friend of the show <laughs> friend of the show um, <laughs> but like there were so many things like we ran into and he's like Oh, I guess there was like something there. Uh-huh. I was like, "Bruh, the red dots give me the heads up on these." Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, "Oh, I guess there's a turret." I'm like, "Yeah, fucking think." After I'm like running from bullets. Uh huh. Um, I had um. So so in the last time I played, I think uh, Ian was was the operator. I for a while I just called people the truck dweller, <laughs> just the the same, just literally sealed the term from phasmophobia. Um, but operator sounds a lot better. And it's also fun to role play and say it in game, like operator, what's what's this thing, whatever. And you can pretend you're in the matrix too, because that's what they called their handlers. Pull me well. out, pull me out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I had I was in a situation where okay, it's minor spoilers for people who haven't heard any any of the monsters. Um uh, I won't I guess I won't give their names, but there was an enemy coming towards me um that I needed to back away from, right? And it was very important that I back away from this enemy. <laughs> we'll say it's essential to the way that you need to deal with this enemy. And uh, I was really deep in the complex. So Ian on the operator uh, comm started guiding me out backwards through this facility. And I made it like so close to the main door. Like so freaking close. Um, <laughs> and then I stepped on a mine. <laughs> and I'm just like... Gone, yeah. and he he apologized afterwards. I was like, they're not e- always the easiest thing to see on the cam, um, because they're kind of like small little dots, and I think they're a slightly different color too. But um, he was still, you know, very apologetic, and I was like, I was just impressed we made it that far. <laughs> this was a disaster waiting to happen. Um, but that is the game. Uh, don't put a beehive in the ship. Can I can I throw somebody else on <laughs> the fucking bus? Sure. Um, so like this is somebody who, uh, a fr- Dome, a friend of the show, who like we played with the other day, uh, has played the game multiple times before. Knows how beehives work, right? Uh huh. Um, I was out in the facility. I think Dome had brought some loot back, and then I guess you know like fucking took a beehive into the thing. So the way it works is the bees are very defensive of the hive. They will attack you. But if you get the beehive uh, into the the ship and then close the doors, they will basically fuck off and be like, I don't know where our hive went. Let's go fuck off somewhere, right? Yeah. And then you just get 130 loot points, which is very good. Very good. Uh, So at some point, um, I guess the door did not close. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm guessing that they died already. So when I like finally get back to home base, I was like, oh, I'm going to drop off my loot. And uh-huh. then there's just bees there. And then I die before I can drop anything off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I'm dead. And they're dead. I'm like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I thought I could get it to work. I'm like, well, you didn't. Yeah. I think I've, I think I've seen at least two personal TPKs or everyone dies yeah, from to bees. a beehive in the ship. Um. Because the problem is, if you're going to put it in the ship, just do it last thing, basically. 
or unless someone's coordinating with you and you can lock the bees out. Um, the solo strategy is to basically do it as like the last thing, I think. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, the worst case scenario is you end up with the bees swarming around the hive right there in the ship, right? Like, what are you going to do? Um, actually, it's kind of a weird reverse sort of strategy, depending on the time. This is very technical, probably shouldn't have even mentioned it in the podcast. But depending on the time, if you're on the ship, when it leaves, you're good. You don't have to be in the ship, right? So one strategy is actually to get the beehive into the ship and then just like wait it out on top of the ship or something like that, right? <laughs> if it's really late or if you could like hit the switch and then grab the hive and put mm-hmm. it in the ship, like there's different ways to do it, but um, basically isolate between you and the danger. Um, well, I think you could also leave the beehive on the ship with the bees. Mm-hmm. Then as you take off, quickly grab it and bring it inside. Right. Because the bees, the bees aren't d- going to go into they space don't move with the you. ship. Yeah. That makes sense. That's the best idea. Take that advice. Um, hopefully we got everybody like 130 credits. That was the goal of this podcast. So um, I want to hear good B stories going forward. I got money. Not, I got stung to death. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, according to all known laws of aviation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good game. And the thing, one of the things I like about it is it's not. Deri- like, it doesn't seem derivative of any other real game even though it's still this kind of like quick pickup easily digestible sort of flavor of the month sort of game it's also very original which is kind of rare to have all of those combinations like yeah like it's all guys i guess it is a very unique style as in it's like i'm gonna phrase it as low quality mm-hmm. not to say but like very low resolution yeah um Things have like a good enough design so you know what it is. Nothing looks awful by any means, but it's not meant to look state of the art by any means. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that it's just it's not a looter shooter. It's a looter runner awayer. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Because like you just want to get something, but there are things preventing you from getting it. Like maybe you have to jump across something, and you could fall to your death. Hopefully, yeah. you don't. You might encounter an enemy in the facility, and you're like that could kill me. I'm going to try my best to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And then you maybe find another enemy. And now you have to juggle. How do I get this loot out and be alive? Um, yeah. It's all but, risk management, but all of the risks are just so high. <laughs> that You're like, how do I manage this? <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you don't have enough money for flashlights or walkie talkies. Sometimes you're going in blind. Uh-huh. Other times you might have very coordinated effort and maybe somebody doesn't use the shovel correctly and it all gives you shit. Um, there's so many ways that it can play out where it feels very dynamic. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing every time. Right. Like another game I'm playing right now, if you remember, it is called RoboQuest. Mm-hmm. Might have mentioned this like two or three years ago. I played like an early access version of it, but it's kind of a roguelike shooter. Okay. Go around, shoot robots, upgrade your guns, blah, blah, blah. Very similar to Gunfire Reborn mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and I got good at the game for a bit I'm still trying to actually progress things again uh, on this save now that it's fully fleshed out but like I pretty much know what it's going to be every time it's just right. depending on which RNG I'm going to roll how I'm going to build something but there's a lot of I know how to get this far whereas right. in Lethal Company there's not a I know how to get this far it's if this specific situation occurs Here's how my brain knows or knows how it should react to that situation. But that doesn't mean it's going to go well by any yeah. means. Yeah. Yeah. The game can sometimes border on. I'm not even going to say border on it. It treads right through the territory of unfair. <laughs> yes. Right. Like the situation can be so bad that there really isn't that much of a chance for you to succeed. Um, but yeah, there... Failure is expected. But like, yes. that's why it feels good when you do succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're not. It's not guaranteed by any means. Like I've seen people like they have the last thing to loot. They're like the last person going to be on the ship. They're like, "Hey guys, I'm back!" Uh-huh. And the eyeless dog is like, "Who the fuck?" There. And then just wipes the whole team. Um, uh-huh. And they join the laughing people, and yes. that's the other dynamic of like the people who are dead being able to talk to each other, and also just freely spectate the people who are alive. Yeah, it's it turns kind of... it puts you into the gallery. 
like immediately once there's two dead people yeah among us had a similar thing like where if you're dead you can still do your tasks and be like mm-hmm. oh did you know so-and-so was a killer oh i was killed by so-and-so there's oh there's two imposters and just uh-huh. like having some of that uh mid meta game discussion um but yeah i remember uh watching somebody with the teleporter Mm-hmm. like oh they're gonna bring somebody back from the facility now everyone who's dead knows what's going to happen uh-huh. and the person doesn't yet yeah. and it's very fun to just have them come across that realization yep no it's it's it's, it's great for that very solid game worth the what is it 10 bucks it's 10 bucks yeah it's definitely worth, worth checking out if you haven't already or just watch it on youtube or twitch yeah if you want to get a feel for it and I don't really like scary games, but I can handle this one, it, e- yes. even though I, I do consider it a pretty scary game at times. I've, uh, you can I've always definitely like I sit cross-legged in this chair, as you know, uh-huh. and I've had like a full on like leg muscle convulsion before because uh-huh. I've gotten jump scared on some stuff. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus. The nice thing is in this game, if if death is coming, it does tend to come pretty quick. And then you can just be it's not it's not going to like. It's not edging you out with with uh, just stress. <laughs> that's I the hope, term. I'm I pretty sure that's the term. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I've been playing another game. Um, it was mentioned at the Game Awards, so I was like, oh, I guess I'm not a real gamer if I don't play this. Um, but also, I was interested in it. Uh, made by Dave, uh, the diver. Oh. No, it's actually, I, I don't even know the name of the developer, which is a little sad, but it's like published by Nexon. Or at least maybe it was developed with Nexon, which is like a, I was going to say Chinese company, but maybe they're Korean and that would make me feel pretty bad. Nexon company. Um, I'd rather be correct. Okay, so yeah, it actually was on Game Pass, but I guess it's not. Or maybe it's cycled out. Uh, if it was, I'm going to feel dumb because oh the japanese all right this is the reason i was confused all right i'm not racist the reason i was confused is nexon is headquartered in japan and has offices in south korea the united states taiwan and thailand <laughs> so <laughs> i wasn't sure but anyways um dave the diver is a pretty good game i recommend it for people who like uh stardew valley specifically yeah mm-hmm. is it how comparable is it like the main loop, you're not day to day. You're not doing things like you would be doing in Stardew Valley. Um, I don't want to spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but it, the game opens up and has you do more things or gives you the option to do more things um, with each day. But it is pretty much broken into here's what you're doing in the morning. Here's what you're doing in the afternoon. And then at night, you um operate a sushi bar so in the morning and the afternoon generally especially in uh, the early game you're spending your time gathering fish and stuff like that and then make it into food at the sushi bar upgrade your your recipes by like using some of your ingredients so they're a higher tier and they'll get you more money it's mm-hmm. kind of like invest spend resources now to make more money in the long term and then uh, use that money to like upgrade your air supply, your diving suit, your gear, stuff like that. Um, and it's pretty great, actually. It's Dave asked earlier this week if he would like it. And I was like, oh, kind of if you'd like Stardew Valley. And I've been thinking about that answer since then. I was like, I don't know if it's just Stardew Valley. Like if you were disinterested in Stardew Valley, you might still enjoy this. But you definitely want that type of game where... I guess kind of similar to like Animal Crossing. You're doing things on this like day night sort of schedule and you're expecting that you're going to have goals to accomplish during that time. Okay. I think maybe the closest thing I have played in recent days would be Slime Rancher. Yes. To where Mm -hmm. like there is kind of like a cycle of I need to feed way too many slimes. I need Mm -hmm. to go out get a new type of slime or go out to collect food uh, or maybe I need to upgrade a pen um, or maybe not have them eat each other's poop mm-hmm. um, and then you lose your whole your whole crop of slimes yeah. several times before you learn how the mechanic works because you didn't <laughs> read um, 
they want you to do that in slime rancher though it's a mistake they want you to kind of make to understand it you're just like here's here are my purebred slimes <laughs> and they're like well one of them <laughs> one of them was not <laughs> and now they are all corrupted or something or eaten yes yeah i do like a nice good i have to be in the mood for it though but like mm-hmm. a nice i'm gonna work on something there's a day and night cycle yeah as far as making slow metered progression mm-hmm. like animal crossing itself has always been like a very laid-back vibe game you're slowly paying off your house you're slowly accruing interesting furniture and getting to know the people mm-hmm. and maybe you start organizing your trees into like this is where i will collect apples this is where i will plant flowers. like you start to make things more efficient for yourself over time uh to make it easier um but yeah those types of things can be very cathartic yeah then I'd, I'd probably change my vote and say that you may actually enjoy it it would definitely be worth a shot especially if you did pick it up on steam i do think it's like 20 bucks so maybe you wait for a sale well um, there is a sale going on at time of recording oh dang yeah uh, steam winter sale for anybody who listens to this in three years from now this is what's going on um <laughs> yeah right as long as you're listening around Christmas time, then it's probably still there. So it's it's currently sixteen dollars because it's twenty percent off. That's honestly not bad. I do think the game is pretty excellent. Now that I have more touchstones, if you like Slime Rancher, you 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 could very well enjoy this. There are some also some great kind of animated cutscenes that are like they're still indie, but they have a lot of character, mm-hmm. and I I don't even want to like mention any specifics about them because i think you would enjoy them um but yeah if you like the management type games and that day night cycle and progressing day goals and and like that. uh-huh and it does open up a lot so if it seems like pretty threadbare for what's going on that's just because they're like hey it's not going to stay like this but we want to make sure that you we, we've got you on the hook basically pun intended uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stuff like that should always be done slowly mm-hmm. because I have played games where they dump everything at once. Like, here's all things you can do, and you're clicking through menus. You're like, I just want to do something, mm-hmm. and you have to go back and reread everything. Be like, why is it so so much at once? Yeah, they kind of give you a little bit of a hint for it because like you have a phone and you can like manage things and view different UI with like apps on your phone. And you start the game up and there's like a whole bunch of disabled icons and like a couple you could interact with. And you're like, huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, it does open up. Uh, I recommend it. I'm having a good time. I think the overwhelming positive, overwhelmingly positive is rec- uh, definitely deserved. Whether it's an indie game or not, I don't really care. But <laughs> oh, the whole yeah. Jeff Keighley debacle. Yeah. yeah, I also don't really give a shit. Um, yeah, I might have to check that out at some point. Mm-hmm. it's like they list all the credits at the start of the game and i didn't quit the game because the credits were so long so i guess it's an indie right like that's that's the the, the way you can tell it's like there was sub 20 people yeah it's probably an indie game um playing anything else recently outside of me the diver yeah i've been i've been doing destiny stuff also for some reason um, Ooh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I do think that the season is it's been pretty decent so far. It has some cool mechanics. The seasonal activity is like a um uh I don't I feel like they did something like this before, but maybe not exactly like it, but it's basically like a, lo- a roguelike run sort of thing. So three people. Uh it's not like a six man activity. I don't think there is a six man activity for this one. Uh, which I'm fine with. <laughs> we didn't need it. Um, where no spoilers, but you run through an area, and uh, it's pretty straightforward. Maybe you die a little bit. You have limited lives, but it's not like the six tokens you would have for a raid mm-hmm. encounter. You start with like twenty one, um, and then. Uh, you know, at the conclusion of it, you will have gotten all of these resources because you can like break pots and grab their moats basically, but they give you like a a resource that persists through the run. Mm -hmm. You make it back to the beginning and you can buy stuff. And those upgrades you can buy are like 300% melee 
uh, charge rate or like 20% resistance to bosses or whatever, extra arc damage, something like that. None of the stats are like super exciting because it's destiny, but like they're still uh, they're still impactful and they're fun to do. Or you can spend those uh, your 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 V bucks on new lives, get those back in uh, for for the group, and the encounters change on each run, and the bosses will change, and uh, if you complete all the way through. The entire thing, which I think is like four runs, maybe take like half hour or so. Uh, it puts you in like a treasure vault with like a, just a bunch of chests. And you can just open all of them and get like tons of seasonal loot. And it feels really good. It feels really good to like, it's like a eternity with Xur, that area with like all those chests. Um, it's not quite that many, but it feels good to just open all the chests in an area, get a bunch of seasonal loot. So nice. Um, it's probably my favorite that they've done in like a long freaking time, but also they just haven't been that good. So um, that's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're liking it. I'll say definitely for me, Destiny 2 has felt like, um, I don't know if you'll appreciate this joke because it's very old and dated, mm-hmm. but in the early days of League of Legends, when they came out with like new skins for a hero, Mm-hmm. They're basically just color swaps. And gotcha. one of the most egregious uh, people for this was Tarek, who's mm-hmm. like the gem, the gem knight. knight. Yeah. And uh, it's like, oh, there's another color of Tarek skin. And it was a very long time before he, they started like, oh, we should, you know, give them something thematic uh-huh. as opposed to red, blue, green. And so that's what Destiny 2 has felt like for me, where it's just like, do you like blue thing? I'm like, uh-huh. eh. I'm, I'm alright yeah I think that's fair and honestly we'll have to get special guest Ian back on to just like critique Destiny at some point because um, we have a lot of things that we can <laughs> critique about Destiny right now for where it's at um, I'm kind of of the opinion that uh, so this season I'll, I'll mention this season goes through I think June of next year so even if you don't want to play Destiny right now, you have a lot of time to do literally this activity because their expansion was delayed from February to June for the final shape, right? Um, I kind of think they should just end Destiny 2 after the final shape. But I then know... how are they going to get their money? Well, I that's actually the, the, the trick. I don't care if the board gets their money. I know that Sony wants return on investment. Um, and also Sony is probably going to end up owning Destiny actually like the IP which they weren't originally going to but they fell short so far like on their money that per contract Sony is probably going to take control of the board damn yeah Um, which is definitely not the happy ending for Bungie who have like been ricocheting around publishers oh yeah um Ever since they split ways with uh, with Microsoft, which doesn't really look that good now, you know, it it don't um, mainly because I know Halo Infinite was not super well received. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean Bungie's Bungie's separate from that now, right? I think that's Isn't Sledgehammer it? Games or something. Yeah, yeah, they don't own Halo. Oh, I apologize. I thought um three four three and Bungie were still doing Halo stuff three, as well. Yeah, Sledgehammer Games is is a uh, Call of Duty. Yeah, gotcha. but Bungie Bungie gave up Halo when they left uh, Microsoft. Is I think part of the deal actually. Um, so if you want to leave, we'll take your baby. Kind okay. of, yeah. I mean, Halo was also like, and is I guess to a certain extent like Microsoft's Xbox IP, right? Yes. Like what? A hundred percent. Think of the Xbox game. People are going to think of Master Chief instantly. Um, yeah, that was like its launch game. Like a lot of consoles mm-hmm. have like, hey, we're releasing if you buy like this version, it will come out with like a couple games that you can get it with. Mm-hmm. But like Xbox has always been associated with Halo. Yeah. Always, always. I mean you had people who had like Playstations, like N sixty four, stuff like that. I don't think I think Xbox came out after N sixty four, but before mm-hmm. the next console. I could be wrong, but um that would have been around the the GameCube age. I think it was before GameCube. Um, 
I think GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. They were all same when generation. they came out. Were all same generation at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like, all right, well. We are a Windows company. How do we get people who are playing these traditional game systems onto our platform? And uh, Halo Halo got people there, right? They kind of established this hardcore fan base that previously would have been like Doom or Quake players and things like that. Um, I will say Halo... I still have a place in my heart for Halo. I haven't kept up with the games. Um, definitely haven't watched the show. Ugh. But... <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. on the phone with my mom the other day. She's like, we started watching the show Halo? Have you heard of that? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, I don't think it represents the game. They don't give right. a shit. They're watching a show. Yeah, and adjust a your time. glasses. Yeah. If it um, was true to Master Chief, he wouldn't be talking. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's something I've definitely been away from. But like, if you spent, it's just like with Diablo 2. If you spent that so much time playing something, in the multiplayer, you're like, yeah, it's going to stick with me for a very long time. So, yeah. like, Diablo 2, Halo 2, uh, Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, spent so much time in these games that I'm not going to ever fully escape it to be like, oh, yeah, I hate that thing. Right. It's like, no, it's always going to have a place in my heart. Yeah, and we'll see We'll see what the legacy of Bungie kind of ends up being. They were there with Microsoft. They split off um, to be with Activision Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a period of time they went independent after that for a period of time and then they made this contract with sony and it's seeming like ownership of the the ip may go to uh may go to sony so we'll see but regardless that's all the the meta commentary about the company beyond for the game itself i'm okay if destiny 2 has an ending they've explicitly said that's not their plan i don't care I'm okay if the final shape is finally a satisfying, fully delivered piece of content that wraps all this up. Conversely, I will be disappointed when it's not. Um, And when I say will, I mean I know I will be (laughs) disappointed. But yeah, as somebody who uh, has watched Attack on Titan, um, yeah, I think they're going to drop the fucking ball. or drop the fucking moat because mm-hmm. I don't trust them to do anything good. Like they have had some good writing, they have had some good content and lore and missions. Mm-hmm. Um but like what was the the expansion I played where they had space hunk thing, silver oh. surfer weird Oh, Lightfall. Yeah. Yeah, Lightfall was just I don't know, dude. It was, was not was not a fan. Um, Jumping out of the gameplay for a second, that's that's the big contributor to the being like fifty percent shy on revenue, right? Like Lightfall bombed hard compared to what they were hoping to to build off of that for momentum. What was the expansion pre Lightfall? Uh, Beyond Light. That was Europa and Stasis and all that stuff. And that but we didn't it. really play back then. Mm-hmm. Um. Am I lying? I am lying. Pre-Lightfall was Witch Queen with Savathun. And then before that was Beyond Light. Okay. Yeah, Witch Queen was fine enough. Um, yeah, it was good. Had an excellent Very pretty area, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just... I'm not going to get into the whole thing with Destiny 2. I can already mm-hmm. feel I'm starting to uncoil, just, unfurl uh-huh. a little bit and be like... And moving the rocker to the front porch. So- uh-huh, yeah. No, that's fair. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunity to talk more about it. Well, I'm enjoying I- the current season for where it's at, but at the same time, I know that I'm not gonna this is not the active phase of Destiny. I will say with the recent uh, release of your Steam most played and your Steam statistics for the year, hmm. highest number of hours in a game for me. Can you guess what it is? Uh, for you, I mean, it has to be Dota, but yes. other than other than Dota, <laughs> how 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 dominant was Dota for you? Thirty two percent. That's pretty good. That but is do you want to know what was fourteen percent? I'm scrolling up to see what was fourteen percent. Destiny two. Gotcha. 
I mean, that seems more than I would expect. I know that you're you're on hiatus right now. And at 12%, Baldur's Gate 3. So three games to put in perspective how much time has been spent oh, in fucking Destiny fair. 2. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a lot of time. It basically is the shooter MMO, right? So. Yeah, there's definitely... Like, you don't go on for an hour, typically. You're usually on for a couple hours, a couple times a week, mm-hmm. doing some content with people, or just dicking around. But it adds up, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, you brought up the Steam reviews. I'm going to mention my top games now because yeah. you've, you've opened the floodgate. The funny thing for me, I specifically picked, picked this picture because you get to choose which one to post. We have like a, a Discord thread we were posting these in um, where it lists the number of achievements you got as like the first panel thing. And if you had over a thousand achievements, it just says one comma ellipsis, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. So I was like, I'm going to pick this just because they screwed up on formatting. Um. I don't know how I possibly got a thousand achievements even for what I got, but it was almost definitely just Payday 2, which was my 9% game for the year. Oh, wow. Mostly solo. <laughs> oh, that is a chunk of time. I, I, I don't. Did you see the picture of achievements? If not, no, I'm just going to copy it and send it to you. This is great content for everybody. I appreciate your guys' patience. Um, that is a Google search, which I already sent you. Uh, here we go. Copy. Um, but this is the only way that I would get a thousand achievements ever in a year. Uh, this was uh, 305 payday two achievements, <laughs> um, which is still kind of crazy because it means I got a lot from other places. But God damn. Yeah, I was playing a lot of payday. Yeah, Although to... I, I would never have disputed that, but I didn't realize <laughs> that they were just handing out these fucking achievements like candy. <laughs> well, what would happen to 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 ruin the magic a little bit, to glimpse behind the curtain, is if you beat a heist on, like, say, the highest difficulty or the second highest difficulty, you get an achievement for every difficulty for that heist. Right. Okay. So I so beat I was... a lot of heists for the first time at the highest difficulty and just got like five achievements per heist. Dang. I was actually talking about this with somebody recently, how a lot of, I guess, uh, roguelikes or vampire survivors likes will have achievements that you can get, mm-hmm. but you can't necessarily do them in the same run. Right. So for what you're talking mm-hmm. about, like if I jump to the hard difficulty, it's like, cool, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You have to do that on normal, mm-hmm. you have to do that on easy, you have to do that on medium. Yeah. And it feels like it does not respect your time as much as this system, which... Yeah, it makes sense. If I did it at the hardest, why would I not inherit the easier things as well? Yes. Yeah. Which this is probably the only time anyone will ever say Payday 2 respects their time. But I mean, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it, still, it still does more than Payday 3. So it's got that going for it. It was actually ridiculous. I'm not going to get back into the whole Payday 2, Payday 3 thing. I know we covered it. But um, with a little bit of time to look back on like the play graphs and things like that, Payday 3 launched, it had its initial spike, and then it just bumped the number of Payday 2 players <laughs> drastically. <laughs> like, I was not the only person who went back to Payday, and not the one they wanted <laughs> when Payday 3 launched. It's um, funny, though, that, like, they come out with a new thing, people are like, the old thing was better, right? It's pretty oh, good, right? Was like, yeah. And then, nobody's playing your new thing that you spent money on, and everyone's like, oh, I want to go back and play this other thing. Yeah, it didn't help that. So they they released their first heist in Payday Three. I haven't purchased it or anything like that because I, I I only have the game on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So like, am I gonna buy DLC for a game on Game Pass that once the game rotates out of Game Pass, I'll have to buy the game through the Microsoft Store to use the DLC? Probably not. Um, but their heist is called Syntax Error, and I was like bold. <laughs> <laughs> um. Although uh, Payday 3 didn't have a ton of bugs at launch, I guess, but still bold. Um, save some of that for the retrospective, right? That's our that's our next episode is looking back on the year. So I could not tell you without you know researching and taking notes what mm-hmm. happened in the last year. Time well, is a 
a flowing stream that I occasionally piss into. Um, and then I look back, I'm like, it's wet. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where Just, I came from. I'm here now. Yellow River. <laughs> Originating from me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'll we'll save some time for that. But uh, let's see. What else? Talkcast. Coming up on the end of the year. Have any holiday plans? No. Nice. No plans. Uh, somebody did invite me to say, like, oh, if you want to like come by uh, our place over Christmas, you're welcome to. Mm-hmm. And another friend. Sounds like nobody's stopping by that place as well. Um, I'd have to get finalized details and then muster the will to do it. That's fair. Yeah. It would be nice to like see people and hang out and get free food. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be fine with the driving. I don't want to be involved in any present stuff, though. Yeah. Just because like, it'll be awkward when every other person there got you a present and you're like, ah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm fine if other people get presents. I don't give a shit. I just, uh-huh. I don't like a present exchange thing unless it's been, like, discussed beforehand of, like, hey, I'd like to get you something. Cool, I'd like to get you something. We can uh-huh. get each other something. Awesome. Um. Because it is weird where it shifts that somebody feels like they owe somebody else something yes. at any point, and it's always very mm-hmm. weird. Again, love getting the gift. Um, but yeah, in, in that Christmas sense, I'm like, fuck, who do I have to... Like, if somebody gets me a Steam game, I'm going to have that knee-jerk reaction of, like, Steam sales going on. What's on their wish list for five bucks? Here you go. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Just yeah, don't, I, just don't get me. <laughs> I think, I think the the way that I mitigate that is so. First off, if I could be a psychotic computer science person for a second, gift giving is tremendously inefficient, right? Who knows what you want better than yourself? So, gift giving really is embracing a capitalist process where people spend more money than they would otherwise spend if they only invested in their own (laughs) well-being and then it eliminates all of this hierarchy of they got me a $200 gift. I got them an Arby's sandwich. I really should have eaten the sandwich, you know, something like that. Like it's, it's, it's complicated. Gift giving can be complicated. Um, Are there multiple people in your family? Do you get them all a gift? Do you get them the same tier of gift? Do you do what like grandparents did for for me when I was younger? And it's like there's sub 20 and then there's like 20 and up and the tiers of gifts were completely different, right? Like um, you can eliminate that whole thing by not. That being said, I do get presents as a, you know, joy to the world type thing. And it is fun for kids to open them in particular. Um, I would think you don't really need to as an adult like get other adults things you kind of could i guess i but i would rather do it outside of christmas that's that's my end that's where i was gonna go because like i buy i buy i buy people uh steam games like relatively frequently which is like here's a gift i got like a billion people lethal company it's a tax right off everybody don't give them too much credit Uh uh-huh it's all for taxes but um the advantage to just dropping that in the middle of freaking nowhere is people get this vague impression that you're generous, which is, I guess, kind of true if you're, you know, buying people games and stuff, but they can't attribute it to like a specific holiday. It wasn't, it wasn't my birthday. So I don't think I need to get him a birthday present. It wasn't Christmas, but he like does occasionally buy a birthday, like buy a, a gift so maybe if I feel like it at some point, you know, I can send him something. Right. That's that's the intent. That's the seed you plant. Interesting. I didn't realize you were metagaming so hard. Uh-huh. Um, but no, it's, the the last part is is hyperbole. But the idea is to give people a gift without making them feel like they have to do anything. Yes. Yeah. That's why, like, spur of the moment things, like. If I'm going to go visit somebody like, oh, Saturday, let's grab dinner. I'll head over to your place and you're mm-hmm. out of town. I might consider like, oh, should I bring them something? Mm-hmm. And it could be like a token ass. It could be something that I just don't, I have in my house and I don't want to use anymore. Yeah. Maybe they get a benefit from it. Maybe it's a, hey, there's some candy I got. 
not thrilled by it. Do you want to try? Was it was it something that you'd like? Uh-huh. And it's still like a nice gesture. It's like or peanut butter like... cups. Yes. <laughs> that's a, that's Please stop sending those to me. <laughs> Did you not hear the story earlier about the uh-huh. ambulance? But yeah, it's it is very fun to plan and pick out a gift for somebody of, oh, I think someone would really like this. And you mm-hmm. put effort into it and love and then you say, hey, this is for you. Right. Because you, you're putting thought and effort and care into something for somebody else. And you're not doing it with the expectation of getting anything back because yes. you're doing it randomly to the fucking blue. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be like, oh, it's Tuesday. Uh, somebody came over and gave me this. Oh, I should get something for them. No, it's not mm-hmm. near a holiday or birthday. Fuck off. Like, Yeah. If you give someone a gift, they should be confused, right? They should not know what to attribute the gift to. That is the ideal gift, right? Yes. Um, and I can guarantee, I can I can tell you guys that like Dave's strategy here absolutely works because there's been times where Dave's like, here is a gift box of like a bunch of miscellaneous food and like just things in it. Um, oftentimes like uh, food or snacks and like cookies and things like that. And I'm like, well, this is amazing. I have no idea like how to quantify this or where this goes. <laughs> so thanks. I guess I'll get you a Steam game at some point, right? And that's what you want. It's the same same thing of like, we went out for drinks. Next time, someone else maybe will cover. Someone else will buy the Steam game next time. It's fine. Um, what's, what's funny is I do have a small pile of stuff that is meant to go to uh, you and Mango. That's funny. <laughs> that Certain funny. of which will probably be used before it actually gets back to you. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> Some of them are like very like small tokeny things, um, yeah, I, it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like when I was doing, it might have been for Christmas last year or hol- there was a holiday where I actually did several gift bags for people or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And I remember putting so many cough drops throughout all of these presents I was distributing to people. Uh-huh. So they'd be like, oh, that's cool. You got me. Why are these, these random loose cough drops? I'm like, uh-huh. you're welcome. <laughs> I want to plant oh. seeds of confusion more than anything else. Exactly. Confusion. And also protect your neck via your throat. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, I don't know if I've ever been in a place in life where I'm like, crap, I'm really disappointed that I have a cough drop right now, right? So... That's fair. It's never going to get returned either, right? Like you can't individually return cough drop. So that's the other goal. Optimize for confusion and non-refundability. <laughs> Those are the two things. I still remember. Now, if they're listening to this, they'll probably have a smile. I won't name names. Um, but there was a period where I found Dr. Pepper baked beans. Right. Uh, was an item that you could buy. And I got like a whole case of them. And I distributed like a couple of them to like different people. You got uh-huh. one, I know. Like several households got one can. Yeah. And then one household got all of the other cans. <laughs> and I know they did not enjoy it as like a, oh, this is going to benefit my life. I'm sure they uh-huh. appreciated, oh, that's kind of funny. Oh, these don't taste so great. Uh, yeah, um, we have so many of them. <laughs> but that will always be funny to me. Yes, exactly. If nothing else. Yes. So three things. Optimize for confusion non-refundability and memory those are the things it should be memorable alternatively completely not memorable (laughs) you can optimize for either of those it's just not in the middle where it's like this is medium memorable (laughs) sorry i feel like i derailed onto this whole rant about gift giving Uh Um, but to answer your question currently i don't really have any holiday plans set up what about yourself that's fair we're going to be going to a almost dox the name of the location um, to the in-laws <laughs> um, over uh, over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do their thing like um, Christmas Eve. And then like Christmas itself is like it's already result. Like Christmas morning is just youngsters playing with their toys that they've already opened. <laughs> gotcha. All of that's done that night. I don't understand it. It's uh, kind of anathema to my traditional christmas but it's it's fine (laughs) so it it works 
Um, and I guess it also kind of, in one way, it might be nice for uh, young kids to not be like, oh my gosh, I know the toys are being, like stuff is being set out there. And what is it? And all of this wondering and stuff. But you do offload that by being like, here are all the cool presents you can open. It's nighttime. If any of these are like remote control or whatever, you're just going to have to wait anyways. <laughs> so I don't know. There's some logistics there, but it's it's usually a pretty good time. So we're going to do that and then uh, then head back um, and spend probably the rest of the week around here. Nice. Yeah. I will say I will. I mean, if I do plan to follow through on these Christmas plans, I know I'm going to have some good food. If I don't, mm-hmm. I will have to find a, a replacement. That's right. And I don't think Wawa has a Christmas bowl. Nor yeah. do I want to do that. Right? It's just like, <laughs> it's just a stack of like sugar cookies and they yeah. just pour gravy on it or something. You're like, oh no. <laughs> and then fries. Oh, wait, that's sheets. Uh huh. Yeah. With a Z. Yeah, I figure a lot of things will probably be closed as they mm-hmm. should be so people can actually just spend time with their families and not be having to work. I think um, convenience stores are open though. Um, outside of that then probably not yeah but i want to eat convenience store food so maybe mm-hmm. i can do a grocery shopping earlier yeah a little bit make myself weekend. something yeah. nice put a little more elbow grease into something yeah could be good um also i have uh next week off so if you want to hang out at some point next week you can always stop by yeah. it'll be post technical christmas holiday so it's not like we're inviting you out for anything for christmas but it would be a little bit weird if we just bring like a plus one <laughs> to the to, to family Christmas. <laughs> hey, this is I mean you some of you have met this guy, Dave. He's he is my best I've man. I've actually I've met all of them, I think. Yeah. That's at, could at be least true. once. That's fine. I, I mean at, I was at that house once. Really? Okay. That might count. There are a million kids though, so it's really it's, tough it's to a lot. Tell. Yeah. I wouldn't know any of them by name. Yeah, I mean, I barely do at this point. Their parents are really struggle with names, too, because they will call one child by, like, the next tier up yep. child. <laughs> so it's very funny. Um, when you have, like, eight kids, that's that's what happens, though. So. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It's so crazy because, like, I know some people who are in our friend group who have two to three kids. Uh-huh. And I'm already, like... One sounds like a lot. It sounds right. like a lot. Uh-huh. And then to go like, oh, well, what if that number were eight? Now, mm-hmm. granted, like it's spaced out, but like there's always kids there. You're always going to have like a really young kid. Yeah. Um, you're always going to have like a moody teenager or something like. Why would you want this? I don't understand. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, I don't fully understand it either, but, you know. People, people are free to make their own decisions for how they uh, how they want to raise kids and how many kids they want to have and stuff. Um, I will mostly judge people that go to eight, though. That is that is too many, too many children. Do you remember Octomom and how crazy that was? <laughs> no, admittedly, Octomom probably had it really rough because in their case, uh, for the in-laws, it's across like 40 years almost. Mm-hmm. Right. But like. Uh, Octomom was all at once, right? Just eight, eight kids. Let's go. <laughs> that is a million dollars in diapers each year. Like, just rough math. But what I would do is get like a a giant menorah, uh, and then on each of the things have like a a bassinet to put one of the kids in. Ah, okay, I got you. I got you. That's fair. But yeah, you need like eight of everything. Everything. Yeah. God. Like. What kind of car? What kind of van? Even you have to get 18. one of those like Korean bus. church vans. Uh huh. Yeah, that's that is the correct answer. Actually, yeah. Oh my gosh, they probably eat so much rice. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a parent, I'm like, oh, I have eight mouths to feed. I'm looking for like the most efficient thing of like, this is cheap. Uh-huh. I can make it taste good, but like, holy shit. Probably rice and rice and chicken or something. I don't know. What's the cheapest meat? Because you need a protein. It could be peanut butter, actually. Peanut butter think... and rice. Peanut butter and rice. That's the one. If yeah. you have an allergy, seven mouths to feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was gonna mention it because you mentioned you have the peanut butter allergy. That is in the the allergy hierarchy. 
one of the the fun ones near the top because like it's very rare very few people have a peanut Mm -hmm. allergy but it is also like always deadly (laughs) it's never like i have a mild i have a mild peanut allergy if you do it's like part of a group of legume allergies or something like that but if it's specifically peanuts it's like apocalyptic yes yeah but like I'm sure you remember like uh, 15, 20 years ago when they started putting all of those warning labels because Mm -hmm. like somebody died from cross-contamination at some factory or they were also processing peanut things. Yeah. And there was one person who died because there was like a speck of something in something, right? Yeah. And then it became like, oh, we can't have peanuts on planes because somebody had a reaction. Uh And everybody asked me like, oh, like, oh, you're allergic to peanuts? Can I... Oh, I guess I won't order that thing. I'm like, you can uh-huh. eat the food around me. I'm not going to die randomly. Right. Just don't actively feed it to me. That's all I have to avoid. Uh-huh. But They're because just, of these two people. You're just trying to keep them from muzzling you in real time. Yes. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> yeah. Two people ruined it for everybody. I'm sorry. Seriously. Like, I mean, to be fair, I've. I, again, have technically fed myself peanuts once or twice accidentally mm-hmm. um but i've lived through all of those uh-huh. so on your way to your house scenario. with a muzzle right <laughs> now <laughs> well glad you lived um congratulations also to our listeners for living through another year um well i guess there's a couple of days left but most of you will make it statistically um and uh thank you guys for listening you know uh this isn't the the end of year episode so i won't wax too poetic uh but thank you for listening up to the episode preceding the end of your episode um and i'll thank you guys in the next episode that's how important the next episode is yeah we'll trade off it's a, it's a it's a partnership thing but if i can put in my my two cents of advice afterwards sure this is really where i, I backfill all of my important stuff like mm-hmm. i don't say anything useful for the the hour and then i get like 30 seconds of like clarity uh-huh as i'm finally we, waking up I flip the little hourglass over and it's just like, okay, Dave, you got the sands of time. (laughs) So I was going to say, I know like with holidays, it's always one of those things where it's stressful and or lonely because you have to be around people that you Mm -hmm. don't see very often, like family, uh, other distant relatives and such. And that can be awkward. And for the people who aren't necessarily traveling, uh, maybe don't have family nearby, it can be like a lonely time. Sucks, right? Don't let it stress you out too much. Just try and appreciate where you're at. Appreciate the change of the weather. It's cold. Try and get together with some friends. Yeah. doesn't need to specifically be on Christmas or New Year's. But your friends are still there regardless. Even if they have to deal with some family obligations. You are still loved and appreciated. And worst case scenario, I'll see you at Wawa for Christmas dinner. You know, There you go. Yeah. That'll be the that'll be the first soapstone meetup. It'll be at a Wawa on Christmas for a major holiday. Uh, yes, I'm sure Wawa will be thrilled. Oh, good! I have to work today. Uh, <laughs> making sandwiches for all these people. <laughs> right. Everybody comes in and orders a stack of sugar cookies with gravy and leaves. Well, imagine getting it without the gravy. That's mm. fair. That's fair. But, I mean, I would eat a stack of sugar cookies. That sounds pretty good. But if you have better ideas for holiday meals that you can uh, request at convenience stores, you can send those ideas in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. And as always, never mind, there's another one there. Uh, or you could uh, send those recipes into Facebook. We won't even make you put your entire biography uh, before the actual recipe itself. That's what we do for you guys at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast and as always we'll see you in the next one merry christmas and hanukkah because i forgot that one which was a week ago